Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Georgia. I took a walk through this beautiful world. Felt the cool rain on my shoulder. Found something good in this beautiful world. I felt the rain getting colder. you don't know much about. Few Americans, I suspect, could place it on a map. It's small compared to the superpowers around it, but vital. Its significance far exceeding its relative size. For nearly 70 years, it was a Soviet republic. And since independence in 1991, Georgia has been on a wild and often deeply troubled ride as it struggles to attain and maintain democracy. There has been a civil war, regional strife, and numerous provocations and invasions by Russia. Geopolitically, it's located in a hotspot, a strategic crossroads surrounded by Russia, Turkey, Armenia, oil-producing Azerbaijan, and just a short distance away, Syria and Iran. I wanted very much to see Georgia. But in November of 2015, I was having a very tough time getting there. The hard realities of a television production schedule required me to be in Georgia's shiny new version of Vegas on the Sea, Batumi. But here I was, stuck in Istanbul. Hurricane-like weather conditions grounded my flight on the other side of the sea. It's an unforgiving medium, television. And a first principle is that one minute you're on top of the world, next minute replaced by a younger, prettier face. 
somebody hungrier with fire in their belly. Life from Batumi. I knew just such a person. Someone who'd been hungering for my job for ages. Peter Piper, Peter Piper, Pickle Peppers. I'm talking about Samir, of course. Only a short flight away in Moscow and ready at the drop of a hat to jump on a plane and be my eyes and ears in Batumi. I may have misrepresented things a little bit. I may have promised him a recurring role in the show. But I needed somebody on the ground, and I needed him quickly. This is CNN. When the producers of the American television program Parts Unknown telephoned me and explained that I wouldn't have to pay for anything I took from the minibar, I was confident this was the break I was waiting for. Maybe this was the glorious future for me in cable news. Go a little bit to your right, Samir. Right, a little more. But just when my plan for becoming next Wolf Blitzer are about to come true, Tony arrives, smashing my hopes on the reef of television broken dreams. Please, feel at home, you know, it's like, it's Georgia now, it could be another state, right? Well, uh, how did you get here? What, via uh, what route? Luckily, there is a direct flight twice a week, though, from Moscow to Batumi. Two and a half hours, that's all? Yeah, just, oh. All right, what are we drinking, Samir? This is the important question. Do you feel like you're ready for some tropical feel? I don't. Because I have some surprise of chacha. It's like moonshine. Okay, I'll have. I'll try that. Because apparently, I'm going to be. Apparently, I'm going to be drinking a lot of it while I'm in Georgia. This is. I understand. A... It's a part of local hospitality, I mean, and but it, it's over 40 degrees, like alcohol proof. Welcome to Georgia. Hope it'll be an interesting trip for you. A lot of things Thank to you. learn. If we were to go to a casino tonight, for instance, what do you think? What is your game of choice? Poker? Yes, maybe. Or Black no, roulette? Yeah. Black roulette? Jack, maybe. Yeah, roulette. Craps? Yeah. That's that's quick. Baccarat. James Bond played Baccarat. Not that good at that, but let's see what they have. Not much going on in Batumi off season, as it turns out. The casinos are still going for the benefit mostly of Turkish dudes hopping across the border from their country where such vices are frowned upon. Philosopher Wesley Snipes once said, Always bet on black. Going all in, Samir. <laughs> okay. Come on back. Come on back. Yes. It's a good start, Tony. Let it ride. Ah. Run, rabbit, run. <laughs> Shit. Should no. be some nightlife. I mean, the losers deserve some relief, right? Yeah, nothing like a loser at a nightclub. And I emanate loser. No, so be. let's go. Let's go, yeah. 
Unsurprisingly, Zamir and I suck at gambling with a force equivalent to a thousand suns. I should have just pulled my pants down and handed over my money the second we walked in the door. But actually, that came later. Either that or I have a brain hemorrhage. Now, change your color. Everything's fine. Ah, yeah. Irina. Yeah. Rocky? 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 Da, Rocky. Two Rocky. resolutions once we have inspiring moment. <laughs> Tony, this is a, an interesting moment of my life. I, I'm trying to get something going on and knowing your creativity, new opportunities and this time. Are you welcome in Turkey? Yeah. Batumi in daytime is a strange-looking place. Not exactly forlorn off-season, just odd. A mix of what are obviously big dreams and current realities. What is going on here? They're building everywhere. Commercial and residential properties rising up out of the ground every few yards. It goes on and on. I meet up with Zabir at Sazandari, one of the city's older, more traditional joints. Tony, how are you feeling? Uh, like something crawled inside my head, defecated, and then died. Listen, I think we're getting old. Just getting? <laughs> Though you're looking very svelte, I have to say. I'm, I'm impressed. I love you kidding me. Uh, you look good up on that bowl. Well, listen, if we are on the blacklist again, I think that's the end of my career, but, you know. It was a brief but magnificent pole dancing career, I can tell you. You went out in a flame of glory. I, I, I wasn't prepared that they're so Puritan kind of, you know, country, and people are kind of, you know, I thought they had some sense of humor, but... Um, Hair of the dark. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Well, so we're eating at what, what's uh, well, Ashi? Traditionally, you know, Georgia is, is the man's world. I mean, men drink, eat, party, and the women normally do know how to make people healthy and alive next morning after heavy drinking. So, right. Hashi, it's kind of broth, and it's made of beef, 
bones and joints. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea is just suck out whatever alcohol still remains. So it's a hangover soup? It's hangover soup. Okay. Oh yeah, there's tripe in there. Yeah, a lot of joints. This is not the first thing I pick up for a hangover, actually. Oh, really? Maybe this will help. Goes well with garlic. Did you try garlic? Yeah, I just dumped a whole bunch of garlic in there. You think it's marketable in the States as a real hangover dish? I think there should be a lot of clientele. Mm, no. No, not really? The hashi is not really working for me, but I absolutely love the chasha shuli. A stew of slow-cooked veal with onion and tomato, heavily seasoned with coriander, fennel, garlic, and chilies. Spicy? I mean, it's really, like, it's got some good zing in there. Yeah. Feeling better? I am. Good. So, uh, has the club called offering you a job? Not yet. I think it's very tough competition on that front. To Georgia. Sacartuelo. It's local toast. As grateful as I am for him stepping in in my time of need, it's time for Zamir to head back off to Moscow. I ain't no fool. The man clearly wants my job. Tbilisi in the eastern part of the country is Georgia's capital city, and it's very different in every respect from Batumi's off-season amusement park vibe. It's an old city, founded in the 5th century, but also a very new city, 1.2 million people building their own world, freshly emerged from some very, very dark times. It's a pretty incredible story. Strong, rock-solid Orthodox Christian tradition, a whole hell of a lot of years under the Soviet boot, years of totally Wild West gangsterism, endemic corruption. Now it's a very different story. Tbilisi is changing fast. So I don't know what it says about a place that since I've arrived in this country, I've been in a literally a constant state of, I'm either drinking or yeah. hungover. Yeah, yeah. Or both. Yeah, yeah. Is that normal? That's normal. Yeah, especially for visitors. They're friendly here. But, it, but it's, it's a friendly kidnapping, you know? Well, I, actually, I, I've, I've, I've read accounts of people who actually were kidnapped yeah, in yeah. this country who... Yeah, it happened once with the UN monitors. They, it disappeared. They came back like 10 pounds heavier and hung over. They found them in a cabin up in the mountains partying. They, they had bumped into a wedding party and were there for two days. <laughs> so how long have you lived here? Uh, about 12 years, 12, 13 years. So you've been hung over for 12 years? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Paul Rimple is an American-born journalist, and he's seen it all. He takes me to Tbilisi's old city to eat at the Gabriadze Cafe. When you first arrived, who was, who was running things back then? Edward Shevardnadze. Ah, those were so the bad old days. Yes, and it's a real mixed legacy because the nation was still functioning as a, an outlaw ex-Soviet, you know, right. nation. And then Saakashvili just kind of emerged. Right. And the Rose Revolution happened and, you know, everything changed. The country has run through a number of heads of state since the end of Soviet rule. First was former Minister of Foreign Affairs to the Soviet Union, Edward Shevardnadze who was ousted in 2003. But to get a handle on Georgia today, you must understand the importance of one man, Mikhail Saakishvili. After Shevardnadze, he was elected president in 2004 and began to change everything. Misha, as everybody knew him, transformed the country. 
And by making friends in the West, in Europe and the U.S., he gained a lot of attention, both good and bad. In 2013, though, he was ousted by the Georgia Dream Party, who are still in power today. Most Americans watching this show will have a hard time even locating Georgia on a map. Yeah. What, what do you think people need to know about this country? Two things in Georgia that are untouchable. The church, don't mess with the church and don't mess with Georgian food. Don't mess with Georgian food? Yeah. <laughs> don't mess with the church. Okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But to the food, why? Because um, it's tradition. Don't mess with tradition. I'm quickly finding that the cuisine here is really good, really complex with sweet sour notes that are reminiscent of, I don't know. I just know it feels hauntingly familiar yet utterly new and delicious. Salad with orange, almonds, and honey. Grilled lamb ribs with pomegranate sauce. Slices of fried eggplant wrapped around a walnut filling. And shikmaruli, chicken slow-baked in an oven and then simmered in garlic and milk. Mm, that's good. And Georgians will tell you there's, there's no alcoholics in Georgia. No alcoholics. Right. Do you believe that? Absolutely not. How do I get out of drinking? How do I avoid chugging Jaja? Uh, Say you have a heart condition. A heart condition? Yeah. N nothing short of that will help? No. Jeez. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number Smart Beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There it is, perched on a hilltop overlooking the capital like the lair of Ernst Stavro Blofeld, the Bond arch-villain. Helipad, check. Private zoo, check. A big shimmering glass box owned by Georgia's richest man, Bidzina Ivanishvili, known variously as the good oligarch and as the mysterious guiding hand behind, well, everything. Seldom seen in public, 
Ivanishvili, after making billions in Russia, went into politics in his homeland, creating the Georgia Dream Party, and ultimately becoming prime minister in 2012. Not everybody is on board, however. Known as the Angry Bird, Tamara Shagolishvili and her pro-Western, decidedly anti-Russian Defend Liberty Coalition are in vocal opposition. Recently, a move by the ruling party to sign a deal with Russia's Gazprom for all Georgia's oil needs has caused dissension. We meet at Sofia Melnikova's, a much-loved bistro for the most loved, perhaps most iconic Georgian dish, kinkali. I understand that, that Georgia is not Tbilisi, but it, looking around Tbilisi compared to 2008, life looks good. There's money in the streets, shiny new cars. <laughs> no, well, the thing is that, yes, things have changed. Uh, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, Georgia was the country that suffered the most among the former Soviet republics economically. I mean, economy totally collapsed. Corruption, like, became, like, just a normal way of living. Truly a pretty miraculous transformation, unlike yeah, well, any place. It happened because like people wanted it. I mean, and there was there was this demand. That's why revolution took place. Oh, oh man, look at that. Arrived, yeah. Wow, that looks sensational. Yeah. Big, fat, juicy soup dumplings filled with spicy Cuban Jack minced beef in hot, rich, potentially scalding broth. You, you have never tried that? I have never. No, I'm new to this country. Mm. According to traditions, yes. you're eating it with, with, with fingers. Okay. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. Mm. So, uh, wow, these are terrific. I mean, this is not something very sophisticated to eat. Who <laughs> cares? Mm. This is a very religious country. People identify themselves closely with Christianity. Family-based. Exactly. And there seems to be a point beyond which the population will not go. And to come around to Comrade Putin, um, he seems to understand this very, very well. The way Putin operates is that, like, first, Putin emanates strength. I mean, he's a bad guy. I mean, there is a consensus. Like, right. 80% of Georgians, like, believe that George Putin is a very bad guy and Russia is a threat. Right. But he's on the winning a, side. Ha, yeah, exactly. So he's a winner. So they don't judge winners. Then they say, okay, we're bad, but West is worse. I mean, but Georgia, are they wrong? Of course they are wrong. Wherever you find a traditional religious conservative society, you find a countervailing force. Georgians, as a rule, are passionate about tradition, about the way things are supposed to be done. But that doesn't mean there aren't rebels here. 
people pushing hard against the status quo. Daring creative souls like Chef Takuna Gachechelatze. At Culinarium, she's taking to extremes the notion that Georgian food is in fact a fusion of all the past influences of the many forces who've made their way and forced their way through the tiny country. She's focused on the next generation. Something that was said to me early on, what I need to know about Georgians, don't speak badly of uh, religion and don't mess with the food. For me, without innovation, tradition will die. Because we can't, we can't eat the same dishes what we used to eat in the beginning of the century. Because then the people did go for the hunt for two weeks. Right. And now we're sitting in front of computer and we can't take so much fat. It, it needs some lighter version of it. And I'm trying to modernize Georgian cooking. I think you are hungry, so now we have to cook. <laughs> this is the queen's soup with the caramelized onions and then the svanuri salt. Really good. <laughs> it's really good, my hangover. Well, good, that's good, because I have a hangover. Eat some more soups. I like this all day. And then we're going to drink cha-cha, and you don't going to have a hangover at all. <laughs> On my way to a new one. <laughs> This is Georgia, you know, you, you have learned. a hangover, every you're day. curing yourself every day, and then next day you still have a hangover, and then you're curing oh yourself. Oh my God, I mean, I'm an amateur. <laughs> I think we have to do the one shot. It's gonna help you, and it's gonna help me. Yeah, Why shot. not? Why? And some wild trout tartar. That's delicious. So when you first started departing from the classics, what was the reaction from people? What do you think? It was big, like, uh, um, controversial. Even my grandmother, she's like, when I make, try this new thing, so she, why, why you have to do this? And uh, this is the very popular dish, chakapuli. And then from love of chakapuli, I'm trying to make people eat mussels because the mussel is not very popular. Beautiful mussels, too. Yeah, we have very good mussels. So we need now one more shot. So. Are there some Georgian dishes that should never change? I always feeling very strongly to preserving original dishes. It's good to have this original version, right. but I'm giving the other option to do something new. In my vision, it's always to have a choice. Look, it's a beautiful city. It's, the countryside is fantastic. The people are nice, and the food is really extraordinary. Really, really, really something special. It is. It is. The drinking, however, is a problem. The drinking? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I'm Ina Garten. Welcome to Be My Guest, the podcast. One of the best gifts you can give friends is spending time together. But what's even better than that? Cooking with them. On Be My Guest, the podcast, new friends and old stop by my barn for some conversation and great cooking. We talk about food, life, and everything in between. Listen to Be My Guest, the podcast with me, Ina Garten, and join us wherever you get your podcasts. is one thing, 
An increasingly modern city, smart cafes, boutique hotels, shops, galleries, the inevitable spoor of hipsters. But outside the city, it's not so different than it always was. Agrarian, traditional, things done the way they've always been done, the way it's believed they should be done. Until you reach the bizarro world along the border, only 90 kilometers northwest from Tbilisi, in villages like this one, Kurvaleti, where tiny Georgia's predicament comes clearly and brutally into focus. Over there, the Russian-controlled breakaway region, formerly Georgian, of South Ossetia. The Russians took it in a five-day war in 2008. It's Russia now. This side of the wire is, at this precise moment anyway, Georgia. But who knows? The border has been known to inch forward unpredictably, often in the dead of night, to the point that families have gone to sleep in Georgia and woken to find themselves living in Russia, swallowed up overnight. Before 2008, Kurvaleti was home to more than 60 families. Today, just nine families are left hanging on. So that cow is in South Ossetia, both of them. <laughs> there was a story, actually, on that an old lady basically woke up and her cow appeared to be on the other side of the fence because they did it during the night. Right. And so she would walk up every morning and would milk her through the fence <laughs> to get her milk. It can be that bad, yeah. Journalist and fixer Dima Bitsuleman covered the war here seven years ago and continues to report from the region. So, like, that house... They had the misfortune to go to sleep in Georgia and wake up in Russia. Exactly. <laughs> but look at this. You see this? This is where the Russians sit. And that is the base, probably communication base. So they're probably now watching us. And the sign says, attention, state border. So that's something that appeared recently. Thoughtfully in English. <laughs> the main problem to me is that we're like a couple of kilometers away from the highway. Moving this border and blocking this highway would stop all the activity in the country, basically. So right now, the, the Caspian oil and gas goes through Georgia. And that's the only route. Right. Except Russia, I mean, bypassing Russia. There's an implied threat, you know? That's the main You're saying, thing. if I can do this, I can certainly go all the way right out of the highway, at which point... So, Basically, there's a pipeline just here. So the this is really a hand around your throat. Absolutely. Every day. That's why every 50 meters, or even meter, which may be not that important for the whole country, like short-term economic point of view, it doesn't matter, right? But in terms of political threat, Every meter is another step towards a catastrophe. We're here for a supra at the home of Ushangi and Makvala Kokashvili. A supra is like a feast, super traditional. A pig is dispatched and broken into constituent parts. The neighbors pitch in, 
helping to make three different varieties of a traditional cheese-filled bread known as kachipuri, variously stuffed here with potato, beet leaves, and stewed cabbage. And there's one thing that we always do in Georgia, we eat fresh herbs, always. And this is homemade wine. There is, I, I gather, a very formal structure to these toasts. Quite. For the first uh, few toasts, at least, seven-ish, I would say. Well, you sort of lose the plot after seven. No. <laughs> no, seven <laughs> no. is not a lot. <laughs> Here's how a typical Supra works. It's more formal than it looks. Custom must be observed. Certain rituals performed. Proceedings are led by the tamara, or toastmaster, often the head of the house, the big cheese, the dude, but always the guy with the best rhetorical skills and the guy best able to stay sober while all around him are, well, not. Because there's a lot of drinking in a supra. It's required. In this case, our hosts have called upon Igor, their next-door neighbor. After each toast, your glass of wine, or chacha, God forbid, must, and I mean must, be drained completely and refilled to the rim. You're toasting some pretty heartfelt, serious shit here. So hang in there and show some respect. Which is tough, because the drink receptacles can grow larger as the toasts progress. To like this horn, for instance. Which is used because you can't, even if you wanted to, put it down anything less than empty, because it'll, like, pour all over the table. So drink up. Then there's a mug, and so on. <laughs> to Georgia. Then it's time for the food. Roast stuffed goose. Wow, look at that. And shashlik, grilled kebabs of pork with a sour plum sauce. There's also korma, a slow-cooked stew of the pig's heart and liver with onions, bay leaves, and parsley. Good bread. If, if we have a choice, we prefer West to Russia because the future for our children is much better there. But they're still here. We're not afraid. They're here, but we sleep peacefully. Without, without fear. And he says, if they come, we'll be here. We'll meet them here. It's been six years we couldn't go to the, to the graves. Shit. 
The wine region of Georgia is called Kakheti, a beautiful area east of Tbilisi made up of foothills and valleys below the Caucasus Mountains. In the hilltop village of Signagi, there's a well-known restaurant called Pheasant's Tears. The chef is a local guy, Gia Rokashvili, who works with what's from the area. Nothing too fancy, but always soulful and delicious and always served with local wines. I like to show off my country. You know, I, I want to sometimes scream, look, this is my country, come and visit. And maybe it's part of my culture, part of my personality. Yeah, we are just proud of our country. Now, you should know yes, this about me exactly. and the people I work with. We don't like working with officials. We avoid tourist boards, official advisors, government employees. We certainly don't hang out with ministers of the countries we're shooting in, who always, always have an agenda and always want to skew our perspective on our subject. But Keti Bokorishvili is an exception. She is the deputy minister of economy. A remarkable woman, more remarkable for the fact that she's a unique holdover from the previous administration. She goes on and on, never stopping in her efforts to convince the world that Georgia, Georgia, is the place to be. And if you spend any time with this ferociously smart woman and her friend, gallery owner Tamuna Gavabaritze, you will understand and forgive us all, all of us on the crew, for becoming completely beguiled. I like the food already. Love yes. the food. Okay, good. Food you like, I hope wine you like, and then if you like skiing, then that's the place. And you have to dance also, Georgian dancers. Really? I'm a t really, really appalling No, 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 no. you will do that. Do you know you will do Now that. I'm frightened. Uh, two, three glasses of cha-cha and you're ready to dance. Yeah. Enough cha-cha, anything is possible. I'm gonna toast, take this uh, breath. Uh, let's toast for the, I'm spontaneously thinking right now, to achieve our goals and the dreams. To dreams. The ladies convinced us to make the 90-minute drive to this village and this restaurant, and, well, I'm quite happy they did. By the time I've had some more of that delicious and lethal cha-cha and many glasses of delicious Georgian wine, after boiled beets and a wild plum sauce, and freshly foraged mushrooms with chili pepper and mint and tarragon, baby lamb stewed in its own fat with cumin, then cooked together with wild rice biryani style, and delicious, delicious tonispuri, bread straight out of the outdoor tandoor-like clay oven. After all this, I am convinced. I am co-opted. I am recruited. Count me as a useful idiot, a winning agent of the Georgian Ministry of Tourism, for I may as well be. But um, I have to underline also that Georgian people are very optimistic, uh, very yes. cheerful. Uh, they always see, you know, future in a very, uh, and that drives the, you know, drives them. Optimism. 
not a lot of it in this world right now. Mm -hmm. I visit a lot of countries. People are unusually helpful and friendly here. Um, how should I put this? People are really good looking. I mean, okay, I, look I, at I us. <laughs> it is a, it, it's a sort of thing you, you notice. Do you know how you look like? No. The director, American. Uh, oh, David Lynch, really? <laughs> he has better hair. I'm so happy that he says that he likes Georgia, really. I, I... Why would I not? Yeah. You're becoming a Georgian, be careful. <laughs> we are all humans and we all love each other. So we can sit around all the table and we can just love each other. And especially with the help of wine, we can love more. <laughs> you know, Georgians also like to drink for peace because peace was so important in our lives. So I think we need to change freedom. to freedom. So, honey, now it's your turn to say the toast. <laughs> to this extraordinary place that has managed against all odds to endure all these years against so many powerful forces. To two magnificent women. Thank you. The Sknetti neighborhood, just up the hill from downtown Tbilisi, is where Yorgi Gelovani is hosting a dinner. The food's being prepared by Mariko Gubaladze, the chef of the city's beloved Black Lion Brasserie. And it is going to be epic. How did you find this? Well, it's really good. Not too salty for you? We love salted cheese. So do I. Okay. It's great for your hangover. They say that about a lot of things here, I noticed. <laughs> a variety of Georgian appetizers served pre-dinner, kind of like meze. Spinach with walnuts and wild capers. Pickled carrots. Cheese curd with roasted hazelnuts and mint. Roasted eggplant seasoned with coriander. Mm. This, oh. thing, this thing is amazing. Karcho, stewed chicken cooked slow with ajika chili sauce, onions, and the oft-used Georgian spices, marigold flour powder, and blue fenugreek. So a lot of what we've been talking about since we got here is, will Georgia continue to look west, or will it, as the Russians would prefer, look to the east? It's not like, like the last 200 years or something. It's f throughout the existence of Georgia, even though we were surrounded and we had like our immediate neighbors were... Turkish, Persian, Arab, or whoever else, or Russian, okay? The, so the bias has always been towards, with Europe rather than with the East. We believe that we were part of that, that culture, however distant we might have actually been. By regional standards, people don't lower their voices here when they give their opinion, more or less. Okay, it, it is as... We never did. <laughs> that's a, that's a Honestly speaking, I think we've done better than ma many of the Soviet republics. So, what will it be like in 10 years? I mean, are you optimistic? Absolutely. I'm always optimistic. Optimistic? Mildly optimistic. Not so optimistic. Not so, if, yeah. I would say, if Georgia is still independent, I'm very optimistic. <laughs> Right. right. Oh, and the next one is absolutely, yeah. And the next one is supposed to be for the children, right? Come on. Or the lie. Or life, yeah. To dreamers. Dreamers. <laughs>
Polyphonic songs are pure Georgia. Eerily reminiscent, though, of mariachi music. They're about pre-Christian things, things that have always been here, since the beginning, like wind and forests and forest spirits and lost love. Hauntingly beautiful and otherworldly, kind of like Georgia. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.